0: Hello again and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD, and I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Each episode, we cover an aspect of sex that impacts your sex life and something that you can relate to. So if you find our discussions helpful, please give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would love it if you would tell a friend about us. You can find us also on the web at foreplayrst.com. And if you have a comment or a topic that you'd like us to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Please send them to us at info at foreplayrst.com. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. So we are going to talk this episode about with a mailbag episode. Uh, and Adam, you're going to read it for us.
1: I love our mailbag episodes. I love that we get feedback. Um, listen, send it to us. We want to answer your questions.
0: Please. And it is so powerful for us, especially on iTunes. If you will go rate and review us, we ask for that at the end of Mm -hmm. every podcast. But truly, if you love us, it's kind of a pain to do because you can't do it on your phone. Mm -hmm. You have to be at a computer, you have to go to the iTunes app. Then you have to open up Foreplay there and then rate and review. No, come on, come on. It's too much
1: work. No,
0: no, we need Uh. that. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. That would be your gift to us. We would appreciate uh, yeah. it. Yeah.
1: The holiday season's yeah. right around the corner. So yeah. oh, we're in it actually. We're in we it. are in it and yes. Christmas is coming. Um, and I'm sure some of the stuff we're gonna talk about today would be a great gift if we if we could get this resolved for this for this couple. <laughs> yes, okay. Um, what do so we need to resolve? Here it is. They start out, I hope you can help me. I hope we can too. Um, I recently found out that when my husband was traveling for work, he had call girls to his room. Oof, uh, they would do massages with a happy ending, as oh, he put it. He states he never had sex, that it was a poor decision on his part, but our sex life goes up and down. There was a time that he went for a while um, without sex, maybe a month or more, because by the time he would get home from being gone for several days, I would be totally stressed out with the responsibility yeah. for our two little girls. Yeah. That's a common thing that we hear, it right, Lori? Right. Um, Fast forward to we're trying to rebuild our relationship. And now when we were having sex, I get to the point that I start thinking about him being with someone else and cannot climax. Do you have any
0: suggestions? This is, this is so painful. And, and, you know, sometimes at the holidays, People are in painful situations, and it makes a desperate time, and and our heart goes out to you Uh, if you're struggling with this kind of enormous problem at the holidays or at any time in your married life or in your coupleship so painful to hear this kind of thing.
1: And this is something that I think is such is so exceedingly common, isn't it, in relationships where there has been some sort of infidelity, mm-hmm. right? And right. when we talk about infidelity, it doesn't have to mean that it's just intercourse with somebody else, right? right, or an extended affair. But it's
0: crossing a sexual boundary.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And I think that, you know, obviously, people have a sense of different places where that line is in mm. terms of what crosses a boundary, but I think most people would agree this was, this was way past the line.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And and I kind of think about this in three different parts. There's the first, of four different parts. There's just the first part that it's infidelity, that mm-hmm. it's crossing the line of sexual exclusivity between a partnership, and then there's the part of that he was with paid for call oh, girls yeah. and what that means, and then yeah. there's the sexual withdrawal and just the the part between them, you know, mm. her maybe preoccupation with the kids, her lack of support when he's traveling, maybe his sense of lack of sexual support yeah. when he's been gone, his his solution that it is, you know, a damaging, hurtful solution. And then the fourth part, right, in the repair stage of how do you not, Imagine this and think about this and then, you know, still find arousal and intimacy. So, oh, um, my gosh. All,
1: all kinds of stuff.
0: We got a lot to talk about. And I
1: think I love the way that you laid that out. And I think what happens, though, is, is people get stuck on that last part because yeah. it's the part that is the most tangible. It's the most... Uh-huh. Right in your face. Right. For this woman, like not being able to orgasm. Mm-hmm. And she, in her mind, she is probably trying to do everything she can to repair, to bring that relationship back And the way that the primary way is she thinks is through sex, but she's not getting any pleasure out of it. Right. right because and, she
0: down regulates with these. That's right. These intrusive images and memories or, you know, his memories relayed about his mm excapades right that's, fix, that's, fix the that ol- that that's the
1: only way <laughs> that's, the, that's the only thing to really call it right
0: right exactly Yeah.
1: so yeah I mean I think so you've got you can't just deal with that part as, as difficult as that is you've got to deal with those other three parts yeah like I you mean were talking about.
0: there's so much here I mean this couple needs deep therapy and they, they need to figure out a lot of things I mean first of course there is he crossed the sexual line in terms mm-hmm. of his pledge what I imagine is his pledge of fidelity Right, uh, And we are here, right? We're here to help people who have made that promise, and we're here to help them keep it hot. And we know that there's people out there who would argue with us about that line, and they would say, no, 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 you know, I haven't promised monogamy, or I think there's an alternative lifestyle, but but we probably can't help you as much with that part. I mean, we can help you with just the sexual part, but for us, uh, we're trying to help people keep that commitment of monogamy.
1: Well, and and – that's what this couple apparently has defined it as, right? Because yeah. she she sees it as infidelity, yeah. even if he does not. Yeah, I'm right? totally. And right. so they get to define that, and she has clearly defined it that having call girls to your room, especially without her knowledge is sure. infidelity.
0: Infidelity. Yeah. And many times people justify in retrospect, right? Mm. Well, it's not – I didn't really do everything that right. you're saying I did because I only did this much. And it's a justification versus a true coming forward and saying, you're right. I crossed the mm. line and I want to repair with you. And so that alone, unfortunately, in the early stages of an affair discovery – Many times the person who acted out Mm -hmm. and was sexual with somebody else, I do see this terrible stage where they are in justification mode and they're not remorseful and they're trying to, you know, backpedal. And Mm -hmm. it can be really damaging because you look at your partner and they're like, what are you saying there? You know, you're. Totally, like changing the rules on me. Yeah, you know, it, this is the way we went into the marriage. We both knew what we meant and what mm-hmm. we promised. And suddenly, you're, you're like splitting hairs on me. That that, that feels yeah. crazy-making in and of itself.
1: Yeah, and the when you, the person that's had the affair or the infidelity is saying things like that, they are completely invalidating the hurt that the injured partner feels. Exactly. Right. Like just absolutely walking all over it, and you're you're pushing the repair further and further away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that and it makes it it makes it really difficult to even begin to go forward until both of you can agree this was infidelity. This was not OK.
0: Yeah. And I think the steps for repair have to be full disclosure, who, what, when, where and why. Mm-hmm. And I would say in that full disclosure, discretion about the details. Hmm. You really do not want to tell all the acts that happen. We understand you had sex with another person. So you want to keep the literal details to yourself, but who, what, when and where and why I think is an important disclosure and a deep sense of remorse for the hurt that you've caused and the injury you've caused to the coupleship or the marriage.
1: See, Lori, this is where I agree with you, but I think it is hard for the injured person to let go of the details, Mm -hmm. right? To let go of a full understanding. And so how would you advise somebody to do that because they are like, listen, Imagination here is your worst enemy. It is. It is absolutely your worst enemy because what we tend to do is if my partner has been with somebody else or has had some Mm -hmm. kind of infidelity my imagination just goes wild
2: yeah right yeah. i think
1: part of the letter that we didn't read was it's been this was happening for three years Ooh, yeah. Right, yeah. and so like i go i go back to those three years and i start going well what about this well what about this well what about this well were we you were
0: ce- celebrating little jimmy's birthday and you yeah. were out doing that and yeah you know, all this
1: yeah yeah and what what you know when you were with this person like what were you thinking? If you paid for a massage and a happy ending, what else did you pay for? Right. What were you feeling? Were, you know, right. um, how there's could a, you, oh, there's just so many details that start to pile up that yeah. the the line there starts to be difficult and letting go of that starts to be really mm-hmm. hard. So what would you say to people about I, that?
0: I mean, I think you're right. It's a it's a crazy maker, especially long-term infidelity is a crazy maker yeah. because people are trying are asking themselves is my whole life a fraud is yeah. my whole life a lie mm-hmm. if you've been doing that but I, I guess what I'm saying is even though it may make sense like you're trying to get if you're the partner who was betrayed you're trying to get a sense of stability right yeah. I, I need to know the truth I need to know details I need to know everything so that I my world will stop you know it, it, the earthquake will stop Yeah absolutely. But I would say that some of the details are are just irrelevant. Mm. I mean, once you know your partner had an affair, you can assume, you know, most everything. Now, this guy is claiming a differential, you know, in terms of oral sex and a hand job as being different than intercourse. But by and large, you know, obviously that's over the line. And I think that the second part I want to talk about is what kinds of affairs and what does it mean when a person has a different kind of an affair? Mm. Like this man had what I'm assuming is an impersonal sexual encounter, but many of them and paid for sex
2: Hmm.
0: versus maybe the man or the woman, right? Because men and women both have affairs who have a romantic and sexual relationship. yeah. You know, and, and which one is people always ask me, how do you know if this is recoverable? Or the person who maybe has the chat room sexting doesn't actually meet up with them. You know, is that infidelity? Hmm. And I think all of us have our own boundaries and lines about that. But I think it's probably, to me, there's something really problematic about paying for sex. Hmm. You know, it's I, I see this in a strategy with the sexual distancing partner. Or, yeah. or no, I'm sorry, with the emotional distancing partner like they they can't sometimes be intimate and emotional during sex with their partner but they kind of split it off I just want to have my jollies right I just want to have a climax over here I don't really care about connection Um, they
1: compartmentalize it they compartmentalize
0: it but but sometimes this this kind of behavior can be escalating right I mean it can be all of these things and more you know three years with with a call girls and you never right. had intercourse, it's like come on. Yeah. I, I don't know that that to me would be so markedly suspicious. I, it would be I would oh, have yeah. a really hard time believing that or accepting it, even due to the length of time and and the the whole nature yeah. of it, right? Because you're burning resources, you're you're burning family funds, you're betraying on multiple levels.
1: Yeah, I think I think he would have to know that if he wants to repair that relationship, that it is going to come out. Like mm-hmm. if he had intercourse with any of these call girls, like that's going to come out eventually and he right. needs to get it out as soon as possible for sure.
0: Right. And yep. I mean, that's exposure, right, yeah. to prostitutes who, I mean, if he's receiving oral sex, then he could have herpes, yep. you know, because oral herpes is passed to the genitals. Yeah, I mean, this is this is and he's been having sex with his wife, yep. perhaps without protection. So to me, this is betrayal on multiple levels. It's sexual so, betrayal, emotional betrayal. It's. Health betrayal, like you put your partner at risk uh, without telling them, without giving them a chance. I mean, this is, to me, deep, dark, problematic stuff.
1: So when we come back from the break, can I disagree with you for a a little bit? Yes, yes. Okay, we'll be back. get you to see see what you think.
0: Okay, we'll be right back. Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy, Lori Watson, Dr. Adam Matthews.
2: Wanting Sex Again, How to Rediscover Desire and Heal a Sexless Marriage by Certified Sex Therapist Lori Watson.
0: technique. And that combination together helps marriages be
2: happy. Improve your sex and improve your relationship with Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Find out more at awakenloveandsex.com and sign up for their next couples retreat weekend, hosted by Lori Watson. Awakenloveandsex.com. Awaken what's possible. It is one of
1: my great joys in life to be able to really help individuals and couples find strength in their relationships and really find hope again.
2: Licensed marriage and family therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews from Matthews Counseling. I work
1: with a wide variety of issues, including depression and anxiety, marital issues, issues with adolescents. I believe that therapy should be designed around you, that it should be personalized to who you are and to your unique situation. Situation. Therapy is available in office, online, and by phone. I want therapy to be comfortable for everyone. At our office, you'll find that we sit around a fireplace in deep, comfortable chairs, look at the problem differently, and offer practical solutions for you to take home and utilize outside of the therapy room.
2: Schedule today and rediscover hope.
1: You can find me on the web at matthewscounseling.net. Matthew's with one T. You can contact us through email or phone and find a lot of resources on our website, matthewscounseling.net.
0: We are back listening to Dr. Adam Matthews and sex therapist Lori Watson, and we're talking about, this is our mailbag episode, talking about a really difficult case, a man who's had multiple sexual encounters for years with call girls when he was traveling, and you were going to disagree with me, Adam. Well,
1: not about it being betrayal. I think it is, you said at the end, it was betrayal on every level. Sure. Um, But here's what I hear a lot of times that I just, I don't know if I've been able to fully make sense of it completely yet, except just that affairs infidelity is an awful awful thing right mm-hmm. cuz i when when couples come in and they say and the offender says oh it was just sex mm-hmm. it, they compartmentalize it like we're right. talking about it wasn't emotional the injured party almost always comes back and says well i could understand it if he was in love with her right yeah. and then uh-huh. if it's reversed if it's well we had a we had an emotional affair, too. Like I was in love with her. I have a a couple like that that is working really hard and is struggling. You know, coming back from that, a three year um, emotional um, and sexual affair affair, where he claimed he stated out loud that he was in love with her. Um, She says it would almost be better if it was just sex. (laughs) Right. And so, like, I think there's when you talk about the where that the betrayal is different i think it's important i think the health part in this case with the call girls go protect yourself go get tested make sure everything's healthy sure but i also think that there it is such a that there is maybe some specificity to the betrayal that is mm-hmm. super important mm-hmm. right but then at the baseline of that that the the foundation of it it's going to be hard no matter what and for us yeah. for to for the injured partner the One of the the things that might be healing is to let go of this idea. Well, it would if only this had been different about the affair. Mm -hmm. If only it had been more personal, I could get it. Or if only it hadn't been. If only it hadn't been personal, you're not going to understand it. Yeah. Like there's no understanding to this because it is not a. There's not a clean explanation for for infidelity in relationships. Right. Right. Right? What I mean. Tell me about that. I see what
0: you're saying, Adam, and I. I think you're right that there's this bargaining Mm -hmm. that goes on in people's heads when they've been betrayed about, you know, if only I could slice it this way, maybe it would be more palatable. And what what I think about is people say to me, if only what I say is, if it were only half as long or if it were only half as deep, you know, mm. it's like if only they had only touched and not had sexual intercourse, then yeah. I could have been OK with it. But the person who comes in and they say, my partner kissed another person. I mean, they're outraged. That's and right. they're angry And that's like huge betrayal. That's right. You know, they did this and but they didn't do that. I mean, they're just as outraged as the person who comes that's in right. and says, my partner had full sexual intercourse. I mean. It is this mechanism I think that you're describing a psychological way of how could I break this down into a bite-sized way that I might have been able to handle it better. Yeah. And so it's kind of like a stage of grief, you know, when Absolutely. we go through you're grief, bargaining. Yep. we're bargaining and we're angry, we're withdrawn and depressed. So I think what you're describing is a mechanism that people are using to cope, mm. you know, if I could have had it half as much, if, if the hurt would have only been this much of a burden, yeah. you know, they're they're trying to f- discover a way. But I think the reality is, is when you've been betrayed, it's deeply hurtful. And I would say, even though I think affairs are overall detrimental. I totally believe there's a way through.
1: Absolutely. And that
0: affairs are not always commentary completely on the relationship. I mean, sometimes people act out because of their own dysfunction, right? Mm. Sometimes like maybe this guy, he doesn't know how to have emotional intimate sex, and so he doesn't have it he doesn't have the sex maybe with his partner that he wanted. Mm. So he just has impersonal sex, but maybe he doesn't have the sex with his partner because it was mechanical.
1: Yeah. But you know? that's the third part you were mentioning early, yeah. right? About mm-hmm. their their own sexual dynamic. Maybe we could talk about that for a few okay. minutes. Of the that he's traveling, he he may go a month or more without it. She's busy with the kids; um, she's left alone most of the time to deal with the kids. That's exhausting, yeah. right? So then, when they're together, sex doesn't happen because because they're not they're not uh, emotionally connected. There's not time. There's not they're tired. Right. And may, and we're not. And that's not even ta- touching. Right. What you're mentioning, which their sex life could be very mechanical because they may just be doing it when they do have sex. It may just be because they feel like they're obligated to have sex. Right. right? So, yeah. like, so how do we begin to explore that? With
0: yeah. Them? I mean, I think that that's part of the exploration and healing that has to go on when an affair has occurred is you have to see the context mm. that it happened within and maybe what the breakpoints were relationally and intrapsychically, like what inside the person, what maybe made him uh, have sex the way he was having it, what yeah. made him act out. What are the pressures other than maybe the, the denial within the relationship? You know, for all we know, this guy was stressed out of his mind at work. Mm. You know, maybe he was lonely when he was traveling. He didn't have that secure base yeah. because he traveled so much. And so he was reaching for a synthetic kind of solution mm. to something that he was missing inside. And and I think while it's so hurtful to the person who is did not have the affair, uh, the more injured party, sometimes I try to lighten that load by saying you know what it wasn't all against you Mm. it wasn't all your fault it wasn't you know done just to hurt you it was also done because this person was using a solution to problems inside themselves you know and And i think
1: that's the hardest part to look at honestly and I, i i tell couples all the time when they're trying to recover from infidelity like we've got to look at what was going on before the affair happened Yeah. You know, we have to look at the dynamics that were that were set up, that were in place that were not your fault. They were not your fault. They were not anybody's fault. Right. right? There could be
0: external stressors traveling, you know, long time traveling for an extended period of time in a job, I think, is a long term stressor. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Because
0: you are denying yourself and each other. Of sexual intimacy for long periods of time sometimes.
1: Children are long term stressors.
0: Uh, children, yes. are, we love you, we kids. Love you but kids. you if know, you're listening to this a,
1: podcast, get off. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Well, my children. kids are old enough to they probably
0: <laughs> are listening to the podcast, but um, no, yeah, you're right. Children are big stressors and marital times, right? When you have mm-hmm. small children, that is the unhappiest time statistically in a yeah. marriage because there's so much stress and most people live away from their families they don't have extended family support I'm listening to this couple thinking of them as maybe in their mid 30s and yeah. just thinking gosh I really hope my kids live near me at that time because you know that's when you want to come over with the casserole and tell the the you know the daughter-in-law or your daughter get out for a night and yeah. certainly if you have adult children yeah. this can be your gift to them this Absolutely. season is relieve them yeah. you know and also don't tear them apart at the holidays saying you have to be at my house on Christmas Eve or yeah. you have to come for you know Hanukkah eight days in a row you know it's like yeah. don't do that to them you know give them the gift of freedom yeah. yeah so no this is a big stressor
1: yeah. So anything like that—that that those issues has to be looked at. But let's let's also spend a few minutes addressing her main chief concern. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that how now, do I get this out of my head? Yeah, because they're now having sex and she can't orgasm because she starts to think about him being right. with other women.
0: Right. Exactly. I, uh, yeah. Oh.
1: How do they answer? <laughs> Go ahead, Lori.
0: <laughs>
1: that's not. That's not <laughs> a simple question, right? Yeah. <laughs> a simple answer.
0: You know, I think that one thing I tell couples is. To First of all, the partner who stepped outside, to be mm-hmm. open to saying I'm sorry for a much longer period of time than they ever thought Absolutely. would be necessary. Absolutely. But offering a genuine apology. I know this is hard for you. you know, so, and then giving their partner the freedom to say, you know, I'm hurting right now. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know I want to make love to you again, and I want us to be sexually united again. But I got to tell you, you know, we're making love, and I just had an image of you with the, mm. these women and yeah. I, I, now I, I can't be aroused. And mm-hmm. I, I think honoring that and respecting that and maybe stopping that particular sexual encounter yes. will help. And maybe spending some time developing physical intimacy that warms up to it again mm-hmm. is important. And I know that you know sometimes the person who was rejected gets obsessive.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and literally it's locked in their head. And they obsessively want to talk about it forever, yeah. you know, and they, they just can't let it go. And that's where therapy helps. Yep. You know, getting somebody to, to coach you through, to get it out of your head is super important. And sometimes even an antidepressant, which is so unfair, they say, you know, like, yeah. why should I have to take medication when you're the one who hurt me? Mm. But honestly, sometimes that injury, that trauma is gets locked in their brain and just a very short term use of a med, an SSRI, is a way to break the obsessive quality of yep. it so that they can think. Mm. An antidepressant doesn't make you happy. It makes you able to think more it clears your head. Yeah, it clears your head a little bit so you can make decisions. And so sometimes that, and of course, um, that's a whole another story, right? SSRI is depressed desire. Oh, we can't. Too many things too, here, too many Adam. Times. Too, many times. But, too much time. So, so I'm not just saying medication, but I think one thing is thought stopping.
1: Absolutely. Is that's when you've made
0: mention. a recommitment to the marriage or to the coupleship and you've said, okay, I'm taking you back
1: mm-hmm. and we're
0: going to go forward, you need to find a technique. And one thing is to literally jerk your mind away from the thought that is obsessive.
1: And we talk about that as, as being fully present. Not worrying about the past, not worrying about the future, but fully fully present in what you are engaged in the Mm -hmm. moment. I also like to talk to clients about setting aside some time to let those obsessive thoughts run wild. I like that. You know, like if they if they need to talk and vent to their partner, like having a time where they can do that, where when those thoughts are intrusive, even during sex, when those thoughts are intrusive and you can say, you know what? I have time to think about this and to to worry about it. And later later on, I know that it's coming and are able to set those those thoughts aside. But I would say for this this woman, too, that she needs to practice this, Mm -hmm. that thought stopping. Setting aside those thoughts, it can't just happen during sex. Mm-hmm. And when she's obsessing about it at other times as well, when those thoughts are intrusive right. and come in, she's got to practice being able to move away from those yeah. and to, to stop them, to think about them later, so that she sex is too much of a heightened time for that to be the first time that she's the trying to... The first time. That yeah, she's absolutely. stopping
0: Absolutely. And that's where mindfulness and meditation can be really effective yeah, tools. Absolutely. You know, learning to let the the painful idea come and letting it blow through you Mm. instead of holding on to it and just like pushing it aside. That's what meditation teaches is how you you let lots of thoughts that intrude on your mind sort of let them go for a, a short period of time just so that you can be at peace. That kind of practice builds like that muscle mm. inside. And so things like yoga, yeah.
1: meditation, yeah. mindfulness, yeah. anything like that, that where you learn presence.
0: to focus and concentrate on being present in Absolutely. the moment. I think that that's good. And many people who are faith-based, right, might call it prayer. Yes, you know, where they sit in the presence of whoever they believe is God, and and they just are being, not Absolutely. necessarily words, but just being. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Good luck to to this couple. Yeah, um, we, we
0: wish you the best. Therapy.
1: Um, we can't. We, we suggest strongly it. We're, we're biased. we're highly recommend
0: therapy, and for him too. I mean, this absolutely individual therapy. Okay, thanks for listening to us, Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. This is sex therapist Lori Watson and couples therapist Dr. Adam Matthews. Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends, and please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much.